Before we start today's podcast, a quick heads up on Sherlock's VIP club. From restaurants, bars and hotels to beauty, wellness and shopping, Sherlock's partners with some of London's best destinations and hottest brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. So why not sign up? It'll cost you just £5 a month or £50 for the year. Use your card once or twice and you'll have made that amount back in no time. For more information, visit sherlocksvip.com. Time poor? Never get around to watching or reading the news? Aware you're not quite as on top of what's happening in the world as you should be? Well, the Daily News in Brief from Sherlock's.com is the daily email that brings you the scoop on the breaking news and current affairs you need to know about each day. In this weekly podcast, we round up all those stories into one neat episode. So subscribe, keep listening and stay informed. Welcome to the Daily News in Brief podcast. Today is the 30th of May and this week's main stories are Theresa May has described the European elections as a very disappointing night after the Brexit Party and Liberal Democrats helped to deliver dismal results for the Conservatives and Labour. Nigel Farage's Brexit Party made major gains in Conservative strongholds, as well as cities such as Cardiff, Leeds and Sheffield, overall winning 31.6% of the vote. Responding on Monday, Boris Johnson said the results amounted to a crushing rebuke to the government's failure to deliver Brexit. However, pro-Remain party, the Liberal Democrats, also enjoyed a revival, winning 20.3% of the vote. Overall, pro-Remain parties, including the Greens and the SNP, won approximately 40.4% of the vote. The results have prompted those within the Labour Party, which won just 14.1% of votes, to come out in support of a second referendum on any Brexit deal. Elsewhere in Europe, the elections have seen mainstream centre-right and centre-left blocs lose their majorities, as voters turn to Liberals, Greens and Nationalist parties. The centre-right European People's Party remains the largest group, with analysts expecting it to join a coalition alongside the Socialists and Democrats bloc, with support from the Greens and Liberals. Overall, European turnout was at its highest level in 20 years, reaching an average of 51%, up from less than 43% in 2014. Home Secretary Sajid Javid has joined the race to become Prime Minister, telling Conservative Party members, first and foremost, we must deliver Brexit. Javid is the latest Tory to declare his plans to run for leadership, joining 10 others who have also announced their candidacy, including Dominic Raab and Boris Johnson. There is said to be concern among moderate Tories that those who have declared their leadership candidacy may adopt hardline Brexit stances to win the support of party members. Members are responsible for selecting the new Prime Minister once a leadership shortlist has been narrowed down to just two candidates by Tory MPs. Party members are expected to cast their vote in July, with senior Tories hoping to have a new leader in Downing Street by the end of that month. Theresa May is due to resign as party leader on the 7th of June. She will remain Prime Minister until the new leader is in place. Councils in England have been warned they risk exhausting their cash reserves if they continue spending at their current rate. Analysis by the BBC has revealed 11 English authorities will run out of cash within four years unless they top up their reserves. Cash reserves are held back by councils for projects or emergencies and are considered a measure of an authority's financial security. Approximately £14 billion was held in reserves across 152 major English councils as of March 2018, around £400 million less than in 2015. Responding to the analysis, the local government association said council reserves had been depleted as a result of systemic underfunding by central government. Councils have faced major cuts to their funding from the government since 2010, with growing demand for local services such as social care leaving some council provisions at breaking point. 
The government has insisted councils are responsible for managing their own resources, including maintaining sufficient unallocated reserves to meet unexpected financial risks. In UK news... A woman has appeared in court after being charged with the murder of her two teenage sons. Sarah Barras has been accused of killing 14-year-old Blake Barras and 13-year-old Tristan Barras. The 34-year-old is also charged with three further counts of attempted murder against two other children. She appeared in Sheffield Magistrates Court on Monday alongside 37-year-old Brandon Matchen, who has also been charged with the murders of Blake and Tristan Barras. The charges follow an incident in Sheffield on Friday, which saw four surviving children rescued from a property in the Shire Green area. Diane Abbott has come out in favour of a second Brexit referendum, describing it as the democratic thing to do. The Shadow Home Secretary insisted there was not a contradiction between respecting the result of the 2016 referendum and holding a people's vote, because it remains unclear what the result would be. Party leader Jeremy Corbyn has pledged to support a second referendum in the wake of the EU elections, after Labour lost out to the Liberal Democrats, a party in favour of a fresh public vote. Despite Corbyn's pledge, Labour expelled Alistair Campbell from the party yesterday after he admitted voting Lib Dem due to the party's Brexit stance. Former communications chief to ex-PM Tony Blair, Campbell said he felt sad and disappointed by the expulsion. The Ministry of Justice has announced it is to ease rules on the temporary release of inmates from prison. Ministers said they hoped the move would help improve the job prospects of offenders, giving inmates further opportunities to work or train while in prison. According to the Ministry of Justice, inmates held at open or women's prisons who have passed a risk assessment will now be eligible for paid work on day release. Under former rules, prisoners could only work on day release if they were within 12 months of their release date. The changes come as part of government efforts to reduce reoffending. It is thought easing day release rules could help boost the chances of inmates securing employment once they leave prison. Reoffending is estimated to cost the UK around £15 billion each year. The Equality and Human Rights Commission, or EHRC, has launched a formal investigation into the Labour Party following allegations of anti-Semitism. The watchdog will be examining whether the party unlawfully discriminated against, harassed or victimised people because they are Jewish. It follows legal complaints lodged by the Campaign Against Anti-Semitism, CAA, and the Jewish Labour Movement last year. Labour and its leader, Jeremy Corbyn, have been marred by allegations of anti-Semitism since mid-2016, including claims the party's leadership has tolerated anti-Jewish prejudice among its MPs. EHRC said the party had vowed to cooperate fully with its investigation. The High Court has released documents detailing the decade-long spending habits of Zamira Hadjieva, the woman at the centre of the UK's first McMafia investigation. The courts are examining Hadjieva's spending after the National Crime Agency served her with its first unexplained wealth order. The orders are part of new laws introduced to crack down on dirty money flooding into the UK. The agency has demanded Hadjieva explains the legitimate source of her wealth after racking up £60 million worth of spending at Harrods between 2006 and 2016. The transactions include £32,000 spent on Godiva chocolates, £322,000 spent in a sandwich cafe and £251,000 spent in Harrods' toy department. Hadjieva has denied any wrongdoing. The number of seabirds living on the Bristol Channel island of Lundy has soared following a 15-year conservation project. Carried out by the RSPB, Natural England and the National Trust, the project has seen the number of birds triple to 21,000. Lundy's iconic bird, the puffin, has seen its numbers increase from 13 to 375 birds. The population numbers are believed to have recovered after rats, which are a non-native species to the island, were eradicated. 
Island warden Dean Jones said there would be ongoing vigilance to ensure rats did not return, adding, The island comes alive at night with the sound of these amazing birds. The increases in puffins, guillemots and razorbills is very encouraging for the future of seabirds. The Scottish government has published legislation paving the way for a second referendum on independence. Released on Wednesday, the Framework Bill follows a popular pro-Remain campaign by Scottish National Party leader and First Minister Nicola Sturgeon. The campaign saw the SNP win its highest ever European Parliament vote in the EU elections at 38%. Sturgeon has said a vote on independence before 2021 would allow Scots the opportunity to choose to be an independent European nation rather than have a Brexit future imposed upon us. With a pro-independence majority currently dominating Holyrood, the proposed bill is expected to pass without significant opposition and could become law by the end of 2019. A British-Australian sailor has been jailed for eight years for the manslaughter of his wife. Lewis Bennett was sentenced at a Miami court on Tuesday after being charged with the involuntary manslaughter of 41-year-old Isabella Hellman. The pair married in 2017 before embarking on a honeymoon sailing trip. During the trip, Bennett sent out a distress signal to report his wife missing. The jury heard how Bennett allowed 45 minutes to pass before sending the signal, waiting until he had fled the couple's boat in a life raft. Upon a search of the boat, Bennett was found to have smuggled rare coins worth nearly $30,000. Prosecutors accused him of murdering his wife in order to inherit her wealth. Hellman's body was never found. The National Crime Agency, or NCA, is investigating three London properties worth over £18 million as part of its latest unexplained wealth orders. The investigation is looking to examine whether the homes were bought with dirty money by a politically exposed person believed to be involved in serious crime. Investigators have frozen the properties, meaning they cannot be sold while they look into the source of the funds used to purchase them. The homes are believed to be owned by offshore companies, although the NCA said it could not yet reveal the details of the suspects. Dubbed McMafia laws, unexplained wealth orders came into force last year as the NCA attempts to combat the flow of illicit finance into the UK. Boris Johnson is to appear in court to face accusations of misconduct in public office. The court summons follows a crowd-funded campaign to launch private prosecution against the MP over comments he made in the run-up to the 2016 EU referendum. Lawyers for the prosecution have alleged Johnson lied while on the campaign trail and engaged in criminal conduct by repeatedly making the claim that the UK sends £350 million to the EU each week. The case's next hearing is expected to be held at Westminster Magistrates Court within four weeks. Johnson will have to attend. Now a front-runner in the Conservative Party leadership contest, Johnson's lawyers have dismissed the accusations as a political stunt. Prosecutor Lewis Power, QC, has said the case is not about preventing Brexit, but holding Johnson responsible for misleading the public about the cost of EU membership. Misconduct in public office carries a maximum jail sentence of life imprisonment. In health news... A leading British scientist has urged people to begin taking vitamin D supplements. Previously a sceptic of the supplement's effectiveness, geneticist Steve Jones said, I always thought it was absolute nonsense. It's homeopathy. I now take vitamin D every day. Speaking at Hay Festival last weekend, Jones said evidence for the benefits of vitamin D was now overwhelming and had become more crucial as Brits spend less time outdoors. He has emphasised the importance of the supplements for children, who now spend an hour a day less outside than they did 10 years ago. Jones said the benefits of sunshine and vitamin D had been linked to a range of health areas, including blood pressure, mood and obesity. A 
global study on river pollution has found the world's waterways are awash with dangerous concentrations of antibiotics. Presented at a conference in Helsinki this week, the research found the Danube River in Austria was the most polluted in Europe, containing seven antibiotics, some of which were found at four times the level deemed safe. Of 711 sites across 72 countries, 65% were found to contain antibiotics and at least 111 contained antibiotic concentrations above safe levels. The drugs run into rivers via human and animal waste and pollution from manufacturing facilities. Antibiotic pollution is considered a key route to bacterial resistance, which can render life-saving drugs ineffective for human use. In business news. The number of people aged 70 or older who are still working has more than doubled in the UK in just 10 years. According to new data from the Office for National Statistics, or ONS, the number of over-70s in work reached a peak of almost 498,000 this year, up 135% since 2009. Nearly 1 in 12 people aged over 70 is still working, compared with 1 in 22 over-70s who were still in work 10 years ago. Catherine Seymour of Independent Age said the increase had coincided with rising pensioner poverty, adding, Many people who are now working in their late 60s and 70s are doing so out of necessity to pay the rent, heat their homes and afford their weekly shop. A new survey of financial executives has seen New York oust London to become the world's most important financial hub. A poll of 180 executives across banking, asset management, private equity and hedge funds found only 36% considered London as the world's main financial centre, down 17% on last year. New York topped the survey, with 52% of executives deeming it most crucial. According to Duff and Phelps, the consultancy behind the survey, London has fallen behind New York as a result of Britain's troubled departure from the EU. Discussing the survey's results, the consultancy said, Last year, Brexit cast a shadow of uncertainty over the United Kingdom's economy. It has now escalated to full-blown crisis. Elsewhere in the world. 35-year-old Amanda Ella has spoken out after her rescue from the Hawaiian wilderness, saying, I heard this voice that said, if you want to live, keep going. Ella went missing on the 8th of May after embarking on a short walk in the Makawayo Forest Reserve. The physiotherapist told reporters she had stopped for a rest when she became disorientated, mistakenly hiking deeper and deeper into the forest. A helicopter sent out to search for Ella eventually located her 17 days later. During the ordeal, Ella fell from a cliff, breaking her leg. According to her mother, she survived by staying near water sources and eating wild fruit. In an interview with the New York Times, Ella said she had often wanted to give up, saying, The only option I had was life or death. France has confirmed its plans to take necessary steps to prevent the execution of three French citizens being held in Iraq. The three men are believed to be Islamic State fighters and were transferred to Iraq to face trial after being captured by US-backed forces in Syria. The French government has previously refused to repatriate French citizens caught fighting with ISIS, insisting they should stand trial locally. The French Foreign Ministry responded to news the three men were facing the death penalty this week, stating, France is opposed in principle to the death penalty at all times and in all places. However, the ministry added that it would respect the sovereignty of Iraq's institutions. The men have 30 days to lodge an appeal against their convictions. Yannick Jadot, leader of France's Ecologie Les Verts party, has spoken out on the demands of European Green Party, saying, The environment cannot just be a promise you make before elections. Green parties across Europe have been celebrating success in the EU Parliament elections, after their tally of MEPs jumped to 70 from 51 in 2014's elections. 
The gains made by European Green parties have seen them become an influential group in EU Parliament, one which could prove essential to mainstream parties looking to form pro-EU majorities. Commenting after the results, Jadot said voters had sent a clear signal that the environment needed to be at the heart of politics. Green leaders have insisted substantial progress must be promised before an alliance can be formed with other parties. With Dutch Greens MEP Bas Eichhout demanding a real change of attitude, including carbon pricing and the greening of agriculture. Three people have been killed in a mass stabbing in Japan. At least 19 people were wounded after a man wielding a knife attacked adults and school children waiting at a bus stop in Kawasaki on Tuesday. According to Japan's national broadcaster, one adult and one child died as a result of their injuries. The attacker, a 51-year-old man, is also thought to have died in the incident. Most victims are believed to be children attending a local Catholic school. Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe has expressed outrage over the attack and pledged to take all possible measures to protect children's safety. While violent crime is uncommon in Japan, the country has seen knife attacks in the past. In 2010, more than a dozen people were injured in a stabbing spree on a bus near Tokyo. Novelist Mackenzie Bezos has announced plans to give away half of her $36 billion fortune following her divorce from Amazon founder Jeff Bezos. She has signed the giving pledge established by Bill Gates and Warren Buffett in 2010. The pledge encourages the world's richest individuals to commit huge sums of money to charities. In a letter announcing her plans, Bezos said, I have a disproportionate amount of money to share. She said her approach to philanthropy would continue to be thoughtful, adding, but I won't wait and I will keep at it until the safe is empty. Bezos is yet to reveal her chosen causes, but has previously founded an anti-bullying charity and donated to cancer and Alzheimer's research. More than 50 tornadoes have hit the US states of Indiana and Ohio, killing one person and injuring at least 130 others. Around 55 twisters passed through eight states on Monday, with a large tornado touching down in Kansas late on Tuesday, prompting the National Weather Service to tweet, The heart of Kansas City is in this tornado warning. This is a dangerous situation. Take shelter now. The extreme weather has damaged homes and electricity lines, with around 50,000 people still without power. The latest storms come amid unusually high tornado activity in the US, with at least eight daily tornadoes recorded in the 11 days to Monday. Huawei's top chief legal officer, Song Luping, has spoken out against the US trade ban targeting the firm, saying politicians in the US are using the strength of an entire nation to come after a private company. The Trump administration added Huawei to an American trade blacklist earlier this month, meaning US companies cannot do business with a Chinese telecoms firm unless they have a license. Speaking at a press conference on Monday, Song said the blacklisting would have a negative impact on the US economy, directly harming more than 1,200 US companies and tens of thousands of American jobs. The clash comes as part of a wider battle between Huawei and the US government over issues of national security. of the week are. Wildcats are to be reintroduced in England more than 150 years after the species went extinct. The reintroduction is being organised by conservationist Derek Gow, who plans to release specially bred cats into the wild in three years' time. Once common throughout English woodlands, wildcats were declared extinct in the 1860s. The football song Three Lions has been given a feminist revamp in the run-up to the Women's World Cup. The new track, Three Lionesses, swaps lyrics about the low expectations of the England men's team for lines about sexist attitudes surrounding women's football. Substituting names such as Bobby Moore and Gary Lineker with those of England hopefuls Jade Moore and Nikita Paris. 
Members of the team hope the revised song will help get the public behind the squad ahead of the tournament, which begins in France on the 7th of June. And finally, 32,600 hours of film and television are currently offered by Netflix. With 8,760 hours in a year, the new figure revealed by the streaming platform means it would take almost four years, day and night, to watch its entire library of programming. That's it for this week. If you enjoyed that, then do please rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.